0: Welcome, welcome everyone that's joining us live and that will watch the recording or listen to the recording. I am so excited as always to be back with you sharing yet another beautiful spirit that I met at the hospital. And I tell you all, you never, never, never know what brilliance is walking by you like of course we are beautiful beings and we are all healthcare professionals but I bumped into Latoya Rue Montgomery in the hallway after I hadn't seen her in such a long time and I'm like yo I haven't seen you what have you been up to and she says oh actually I started a business doing interior design I'm like I'm obsessed and what transpired was an amazing conversation about growth and spirit and how we need to feed our spirits in order to be able to really give back at work and just reconnecting to ourselves and just a rediscovery of love for the work that we do as healthcare professionals and that was my journey when I decided to launch the women in healthcare breaking protocol series I was like Latoya you must come and share your story so welcome, Latoya. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And yes, yes, that was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for stopping me. You know, so many times we just walk past each other like, hey, you know, got so much to do. So I'm really glad we took the time to have that conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's it's been interesting as you shared your work more with me as I was preparing to talk to you today was like, okay, let's see what she's up to. And you guys, one of the things that struck me on her website was this line here. Let's reimagine your well-being and home in a way that breathes life into your journey. And I was like, what? And if you've never seen and I may, I'll make sure in the comments and the show notes and all of that good stuff that you have access to her website, to her Instagram, to all the things and all the ways that you can connect with her. But I really encourage everybody to just go to the website. When I went just to her website today, I felt my shoulders drop. I breathed a sigh of relief, I guess is the word, and calm and peace. And I'm pretty sure that's what she was going for. So if that's what you were going for, Latoya, nailed it. But it was just a serene experience. And I don't find it. I look at a lot of websites. and do a lot of website reviews for clients. And I have not had that experience before. So if that's any indication of what it's like to work with you in terms of interior design, sign me. And I actually like this term, interior medicine, that you came up with. So... Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit, like, let's start back. From the beginning and work our way up to interior medicine because I'm fascinated with that terminology. And so, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your walk and your journey was like in healthcare and how you got into interior design and why you call it interior? Sure.
1: Again, thank you for giving me this opportunity to share the story with you and with the world. I'm a nurse practitioner and cardiology has. Pretty much been my main focus in my healthcare journey. And I'll say healthcare and modern healthcare, because before. Nursing. I traveled the path of like herbal medicine, natural medicine, and thought I would become a nurse midwife and a naturopath. But I started my journey in healthcare as a licensed practical nurse. And if you're not an RN, you can't get hired on like labor delivery units and you know postpartum. So I was lucky, I'll say. Uh, I got a job in cardiology, and I kind of it touched on my heartstrings. Literally. So 10 years later, I graduated from my master's program and became a nurse practitioner. But I did every step along the way and loved it. I loved what I did in the CVICU. I loved what I did in in cardiology or what I do. I still work in healthcare as a nurse practitioner, but I get burned out. I, I really got burned out and felt unfulfilled. It felt consuming, you know, just, I think in healthcare, So many of us are impact. We're drawn a lot to this field because it's a natural part of us to put other people first and to be able to connect with other people in a way that a lot of people can't. And that work can be really draining. So I had to step away for a while to kind of press pause on my life and hit the reset button and really give a lot of thought and priority to what really mattered to me. And I just I realized I wasn't taking care of myself. Pace I was keeping just didn't allow for, you know the energy really to go inward and focus on my own self-care. So through that, actually, I I was at my locker one day and I was feeling really frustrated and felt like there just, there had to be more. I just felt like there had to be more out there for me. And I remember closing my locker and I said, you know, God, universe, mother earth, whatever title you want to be called, if you're listening, if you have more for me, I'm open and if you open the door, I'll walk through it. And it felt like, like this pivotal moment, right? <laughs> and three days later, I got this phone call from a friend of my husband and I, um, who was our realtor when we sold his condo and bought our house and remodeled this house. And she said, I have a client that's closing in 30 days and she needs an interior designer. And I've seen what you've done. And are you interested? And of course, I was like interested, but also just a little bit like really got, (laughs) I am so not ready for this. But I said I would walk through the door, so I'm going to walk through this door. And, you know, I was just really honest with the client that they were my very first, you know, client outside of like myself and friends and that I would pretty much use our process to kind of, you know, figure out what my process needed to look like. And I've just been walking through that door ever since.
0: That is yeah. so exciting. So I get to pick apart just a few things. So first of all, I've done a lot of study and work in spirituality and things. And so I have an understanding of what an empath is or means. But what would you say your definition for an empath, what does that mean? And why do you think so many healthcare professionals are empaths? Or how does one even discern or know that they're an empath
1: so that's a really great question because i just thought for a long time that the way i am is how everybody is right like everyone processes this way like if you get in an argument with your spouse or with a friend and the place that you go to is let me step outside of myself and step into their shoes so i can understand them better or feel what they're feeling, that's empathy at its height. If you see someone crying and you cry, too, you know, you know you just can't stop getting emotionally involved when you watch television or watch a movie, yeah, you literally feel. You can walk into a room and you can feel the energy of this without needing words, right? It's a language without words. You just are an amazing, you have this amazing capability of being able to feel. But it also means that when you're feeling, you have the capacity, you don't have to, but you have the capacity to take on the feelings of other people and their energy. And it can be super draining. And a lot of people are attracted to empaths too because of that. So you just basically become like this energy sponge if you're not careful. So that's a
0: great question. Because if you're an energy sponge, and you don't understand what you're doing. And I remember asking my own naturopath physician one day, how do you get that energy off of you? Right? So if you if you don't understand but you do, if you're self aware enough to know that you're accepting energy, do you have any tips for those of us who are thinking, Oh, maybe that's why I'm so tired at the end of the day? Do you have any tips for them? To get, you know, to put you to place that boundary or barrier, right? Or if they recognize that they've accepted some energy that's not theirs to release it.
1: We are going there in this conversation. I love it. Yes. Yes, definitely. So what I found really helpful for me is prioritizing my self-care first. So before I step foot into the world, before I even do anything for my husband, (laughs) I have to be present for me first. So my morning routine, he knows this is like, I just call it my slow morning routine. You know, he's like, what do you want to do today? What is, you know, what's your plans? And I'm like, (laughs) okay, start, I get a slow start. And, you know, every day you can't do a slow start, really, you know, but I like, obviously the days that I go to the work, go to work at, ho- at the hospital as opposed to working from home, I have to make sure I wake up an hour earlier to give myself just some time to maybe spend 15 minutes in doing, you know, my yoga practice. It's not my hour-long yoga practice, but I get in about 15 minutes. Some sort of grounding practice, and there's a lot of ways you can do that, sitting for 15 minutes, you know, and just dropping out of your head and into your heart space with a, a cup of tea, you know, something earthy that makes you feel connected to the earth. I literally have a meditation that I do that honors the elements that really just helps me to not just honor the elements, but honor those parts of myself, right? So if I'm honoring the element of fire, then it brings me introspective to think about, like, my passion, and, you know, the power of, like, transformation, you know, all these energies of fire that play a role in my life, and so doing those things ground me, you know, or I also have a meditation that I do that's like a chakra energy cleansing, so I try to sense the energy of each of my bodily chakras, because I'm now learning that we have, like, way more chakras than i knew beyond our physical bodies but i try to sense their energy and connect to them and sense any imbalances and and just energy you know in my mind remove them you know so those things sort of ground me that is a a really good way of doing it i also practice kundalini yoga which is like combine postures with breath work and like mudra hand positioning that basically I could go further into it, but it's a way to clear your, your aura and, you know, your energetic realm. So I did one this morning, um, Kriya is what it's called. So there is a Kriya for everything. And uh, the one that I'm doing right now is called Fist of Anger. It takes three minutes and you literally you know during the career you think of all the things that frustrate you you know and so today i thought about like ancestral healing like all the things that have impacted the women before me and like clearing that stuff so yeah those are some of the best ways i've found to clear your energetic space and then just make sure that you fill your cup before you pour it out um, i think that's
0: so incredible because i started a practice this morning and the mon- uh, this, this year actually being very intentional about it. So before it was like sometimes, right? And the thing that I just say first thing in the morning is me first, me first. And it, it stops me in my tracks from wanting to check the email and clear that out check the social media notifications and clear that out. And just, I think you, you touched on some really interesting points about just, we have to start with ourselves. And then to the other side of things, if we find ourselves in the middle of the day, one of the things that I have done for people that maybe they don't know all of the techniques that you mentioned is to just do a thought download where they just have at the end of the day in the car next to them, a journal. Where I think it was where you were talking about, pre all the things that are bothering you. Like they just write down, they give their mind, the chance to get out all of the things that bothered them about the day so they can release it so
1: yes um, creating a a planner actually um and it's called the presence planner so it's just focused on you know conscious goal setting and, and um for the year for each day and at the end of each day there's this section that prompts you to reflect on your wins for the day but also where you face resistance and trying to reframe that resistance into, into something positive, like a lesson learned, right? So that, because literally our, the way we process things gets encoded into our brain. And if we can train that, so if you think about it, like, if, if you always process resistance in a negative way, then you're basically creating these neural pathways think of them like, you know, interstate highways in your brain, um, to always travel this negative path. But if at the end of each day, you're like, okay, this was not great. You know, I wasn't my best or I could have done things differently, but how can I reframe that so that, you know, I take a different path. And you literally create these new pathways in your brain and the more you do that, the more you start to see, like, positive options to the obstacles that we face every day. So, yes, I totally agree with you. At the end of the day, like, take the opportunity to reframe those experiences and make them work for you.
0: So talking about experiences, it. when you said, okay, God, <laughs> universe, Mother Earth, whatever you wish to be called, if you open the door, I'll walk through it, right? And, and then just three days later, there was the opportunity. Mm-hmm. That I mean, I love hearing things like that. So one of the big things that I work with clients is courage before confidence, right? And you so beautifully displayed that. So when you said, okay, I'm open, and then the, the opportunity appeared, you could have gone there in your mind, I'm not ready, I don't know what I'm doing kind of thing. But what? how did you walk yourself through that door? How did you take, have the courage to walk through that door and keep walking through that door?
1: You know, you say I could have gone there, but I'm, I know I did. I went there. I went there, like, a, a lot of times and just really acknowledged that I was scared out of my mind. I'm glad I said that because I was about to say something else, but I was, yeah, I was afraid. And you, and you, um, look,
0: all four-letter words except can't are welcome here.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely scared, and I reverted to, to trying to emulate other interior designers and like what is their process you know so i started having conversations with other interior designers i started watching you know their videos just looking for sort of mentors and mentors big Oh my goodness. I never, I'd never had a mentor in my life until I decided to become an entrepreneur. And now I realize I don't know how I did it when I saw them. Um, but it, that's what I did for a long time, even though I said, okay, you know, I put my, I put that energy out there to the universe, to God and said, I would do this thing if you did it. So I knew I had to show up. I just, I knew I had to honor that. And I feel like I've come to a point in my life where, you know how they say, if you know better, you do better. Or, you know, like the more that's revealed to me, I just can't ignore it anymore. (laughs) So I put myself out there. The universe responded to my energy and I knew I had to honor it, but that didn't mean I wasn't scared out of my mind. And for the longest time, I just tried to, <laughs> I had this imposter syndrome and felt like I had to show up like other people show up. But it, in this last year, I finally realized that I have to do it my way and be authentic with it. And that, again, I, I have more to give than what the societal framework has created for, for this work and that too is scary right because talking I mean talking about crystals and reiki and chakras and chakras you know it's kind of not the norm but (laughs)
0: look you're talking to a person that has purple hair right now I get it and I work in the hospital with you so you do (laughs) kind of get to this place or we hope that you would get to this place where even though it's scary. You stay true to yourself. And I want to read this one little section from your website that so beautifully iterates what you just said. Achieving a home design that resonates and empowers requires more than quality furnishings, pretty fabrics, and a thoughtful layout. While these things are important, what is needed is a connection, a mind-body-spirit connection to be exact enter the concept of interior medicine. And I just love how you were like, okay, listen, I got to do it my way. I've got to be true to myself and myself is my body spirit and I'm a medical practitioner. So I'm going to blend it too. And that's so cool. So what have you noticed since you took that leap of faith and you stepped through the door yet again and said, okay, yes, I do interior design. I'm going to do it my way. What have you noticed in your business and yourself and whatever you want to share?
1: I've noticed that a lot more people are ready for it than I thought. <laughs> I feel like people are knowing something's missing, just not knowing what that is, myself included. So I, you know, as I mentioned to you, this um, is basically still kind of conceptual for me. I, I really just had to realize that that's why I got into interior design in the first place. Like, I, I just feel in my heart, I've always been about healing always. And after my divorce in 2009, you know, my, my ex was a football player. So we lived life like completely ungrounded. Everything was rented down to the wall, the art on the wall, you know, so nothing really felt like home because we always felt like, you know, we had to live like he could be traded tomorrow. So when we got divorced, you know, I kept the house because it was in my name, but he took everything <laughs> and I was in this empty house and realized I didn't feel at home there and that I never had, and that it really translated to how I lived my life. Like, I didn't feel at home in my life, and that had to change. And I had to come home to me. So I started painting walls and I found it really meditative and started connecting with like color therapy. And, you know, just what did I need? What? Parts of my history and my ancestry did I need to surround myself with that made me feel powerful again, made me feel like I could take the next steps to pursue my goals and my dreams and And say things like what I'm saying to you right now without fearing people are going to look at me like I'm crazy. And so last year, you know, I said my work for the year was manifest and I was going to produce and I was going to do and I was going to hustle and I was going to grind, but in deciding what to manifest, it was like, okay, what, what am I going to manifest? So I had to like sit still and be with me. And, uh, that's when I realized that I just, I'd been going about this all wrong. And, and that, you know, even though I had these Thoughts and feelings and desires put calling inside of me. I wasn't walking in them because I just felt like I had to be like what the world expected. And I have just been really blessed to be surrounded by people like you and, and to uncover layers, too, of the people that, are, that have been around me to, to just see how accepting they are and, and feel how loving and, yeah, how embraced I feel. But, yeah, that's what I've noticed. Long story short, sorry. <laughs> you no,
0: know, it was beautiful I, because I I can totally identify with the same thing. It's almost like when you step into your power and you own it, like when I was like, I want purple hair and I just dyed my hair. It was way more purple than this. But then I, people were like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And then you see other people starting to do it. So like imitation is the highest form of flattery, right? And I'm like, whoa. If we can just be who we, we want to be and be who we are, it makes me think of that Marion Will, Williamson's poem where we just allow others to, to do the same. Right? Yes. And so it's, it's so fascinating. And, th- and that you said, we, you were walking around afraid. I was walking around afraid. And then when we finally say, fuck it. <laughs> I'm just, because this is not working for me to be like everybody else wants me to be and just be ourselves like so many more people are like loving on us. And maybe there are yes. some haters in the corner, but I don't see them because they're not on my same wavelength. You know what I mean? So.
1: And you so. know, I've, I realized this was something I actually kind of sat with yesterday because I was at the hospital yesterday. And I remember for years, I mean, because it's been, I'll be 40 Thursday and I've been- Happy in your birthday. 30, thank you. <laughs> this is my birthday present. I've been in nursing since I was 21, so it's been a long time, and I just remember, it was like, from the moment I would hit the door, I would transform, I like a transformer, and I, I felt like I was off to the races, you know, I mean, I'm from New Orleans, a city that is like, what, what, like, the big easy, but the moment I hit the doors at the hospital, I felt like I was on a racetrack, you know, and the pace of my my walk changed, you know, the way my mind would work would change. It was like I was just transformed into what I was conditioned to be in the hospital. But so I say all this because I want people to realize that you don't necessarily have to step out of what you do for a living to pursue something completely other to be authentic. And, you know, you can be that way even within you know the framework of the life you've already created for yourself. And you know, I take more time. I'm always the last person in the office looking at my patients. They're gone. They're like, I gotta get to the phone because you know they're gonna be looking for me. And the doctor's are gonna be looking. But I know in order to set myself up for, for success, I've got to receive that information about those patients in a mindset of peace. And so I just take my time as much as I can. Unless I'm being called away to like put out a fire, quote unquote, I take my time. And then even my interactions with the doctors, you know, they, <laughs> some of them, I feel like they they try to test me, you know, um, to see, you know, just try to make me be that way again. You know, like they know I take longer, but yesterday the doctor I was working with asked to like round with me on my patients first. I was all the way at the end of the hall, like my patients were the last ones the, on the list. But it, you know, it's like he wanted to make sure that I was there, seeing patients first, you know, getting this done. And I'm like, fine, let's do it. You know, I've, I've looked up most of my patients in section of one, but I just still kept this sort of flow about me. And um, if he asked me a question I didn't know, I didn't beat myself up about it because I didn't know. Like it's early, and I am. It's Monday. And I'm going to spend the time to know these patients. Trust me, by the end of the day, you're going to have what you need. But sorry, I don't have the information for you right now. <laughs> and <it's okay. laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, it's not, a big, it's not as big of a deal as you want to make it seem. And you know, I'm not going to be shamed by you, you know, because I know that when I leave here today, I'm going to have done the job that I can go to sleep and sleep good about. I'm going to feel good about what I did here today and I'm not going to let you affect that. So I say all that to say that, you know, even the conditioning that we go through in our workplace, we can step outside of it and find our, our own way to do it. That feels good.
0: Well on that note, and, and I'll, we'll kind of start to wrap up, but do you have any tips for anyone who is feeling a little empty a little burned out, and maybe considering doing something, maybe not even different, but maybe in addition to? Any, any thoughts about that?
1: So I'll say I didn't think I was creative at all. I had no idea that I had a creative bone in my body. But I knew it was a part of my brain that I, hadn't, like, that I didn't tap into. So chances are that's probably something that you really enjoy and that you connected to when you were growing up, that you just kind of pushed to the side um in pursuit of you know something more solid and children are so intuitive so as children we're just so intuitive i would say revisit revisit those things that you were so passionate about before you had to start adulting (laughs) (laughs) right
0: (laughs) i love 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 that advice i have recently started calling it following the two-year-old because The two-year-old, at least in my mind, the way I think about it, is they're the happiest little human being on the planet. They have enough movement and control of their body where they can get around, but they don't have enough grasp of language. Where you know how sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That shit ain't true. So they don't understand the language enough, where they just move based on physical sensation. And so I think they are the happiest and freest little human beings on the earth. And so I agree 100% with what you said, Latoya about looking back at the two-year-old and actually one of the processes I take my clients through is to look back at that. Or if you can't remember, ask your parents, like, what was I always into? You know, what was I always into? And for me, it was books. Always making books, reading books, head down in the book, driving from Maryland to Virginia to visit grandma, three hours trying to hold the light up to the cars behind me to get some light to finish reading this book I was reading. So absolutely great advice. Oh,
1: I love books. I want to learn more about that. You said making books. Make it. I girl,
0: I've, I, okay I'm going to post it if I can find it. Uh, my mom found a, she's decluttering her house. I'm like, oh my gosh, I life coached my mom into to decluttering her house. I'm so proud of myself. Anywho, she found a book that I created. Now, here's the evening, the kicker. Books about quotes. I love quotes. So I made a quote book back in 93. So I was... 12 or 13 because i just turned 40 in november so 12 or 13 and it was just a book of quotes on a dot matrix printer oh my gosh yeah so that that's the kind i've always been into quotes and i've always been into books books about quotes quote books what have you so that's what i did <laughs>
1: so, awesome.
0: yes yeah, so i'm so excited tell people like where Where they can find you, I'll absolutely link up with it in the show notes and in the comments. And then we'll go into the group and see, is there anybody that wants to join us for the conversation and ask any additional questions? So where can people link up with you and find you and connect with you and all the good things?
1: I'm most active on Instagram and um, my handle is at Maison LaRue, which is the name of my interior design company. Um, So it's M-A-I-S-O-N. L-A-R-O-U-X, as an X-ray. And everything I post on Instagram also goes to Facebook, but I'm just not as active there yet. And then the website. So uh, the website is, you know, maisonlerue.com And you can join me for all my blog posts there, send me messages, email. My phone number is there as well. So it's also on all the social media platforms. So I'd love to connect. I answer any DMs that come through. Oh. Always here. One has questions, comments, just wants to connect. It's, last year was such a big year for connection to me. I'm realizing that just on a global level, we all crave it, myself included. So yeah, let's connect.
0: It, even if you don't, you know, you just want to stalk her, her blog, just go no. to the website and get just a sense of peace and calm. And come back to this and put comments, do you agree with me or not? I, I mean, you know, we can agree to disagree, but I just felt so calm looking at her website so you know go get you a little bit of serenity.